1: It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
2: Studios and the Battery atlanta's the Buck Baloo show here on the fan 680 and 937. Hope your Thursday's off to a great start as the locker room uh, has now left the building. And DT, you ready to go? Checked in, that foot's still bothering you today, limping around, man. All good. Road Dog Gillespie, our producer. I don't see Road Dog. Is he around? Yeah, he's around somewhere. Yeah, must be taking care of business somewhere. Always taking care of business. Working on some guests for the Buck Baloo show in the coming days. I'm working on a big hitter here. Oh yeah. I'm waiting to hear back today, Ooh. and that's. I don't even know who you're talking about. That's exciting. Yeah, you know, these searching for uh, these show interviews is really. Somewhat challenging, but I sort of enjoy that.
3: Can we hopefully look forward to something tomorrow? A lot tomorrow, of back maybe? and forth. Yeah. A lot of negotiating going on. <laughs> you got exchange of services and goods,
2: yeah. Seriously. A lot of them say, hey, man, what can you do for me? I can get you a little publicity. How about that? Yeah, there you go. The platform, right? We need some kind of payout, though, to get some of these guys on. And then they, uh, a lot of these guys, they'll say, uh, hey, man, can you give me a
3: heads up about 10 minutes before I'm supposed to come on the show? That means they're not planning to actually come on the show. They just want you well, to no, call no, them in like,
2: oh, I, yeah, sure. I ask for the same thing when other people in other markets are asking me to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a heads a, up a about friendly, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to come reminder. on? Yeah. Because most of the time you're at home, right? you got all this family stuff going on. Hey, do this. Go here. Pick up that. Go there. Next thing you know, you, hey, man, you're forgetting you're supposed to be on in Mobile in 10 minutes. And then they go, man, I thought you were coming on. I think you big time. Man. Well, I needed, yeah. the, I needed the heads up call, man. So, yeah, working on some of that. Right now, though, let's get to the show, this show, and uh, let's get to the big take.
1: Bucks Big Take.
2: No one seems to know... But Arthur Smith has got to go. And I'm talking win or lose Sunday. Mr. Blank should already have a search committee compiling a list of top candidates so the Falcons organization can hit the ground running next week when the season's over. No reason to hesitate. It's important to get near the front of the line in this hiring process. And here are five reasons why Arthur Smith has got to go. Number one, the three-year plan has been a failure. Three losing seasons in a row under Arthur Smith. And in year three, the Falcons failed in spite of having the easy schedule and playing in the weakest division in football. Number two. The offense under Arthur Smith, who is really the offensive coordinator, the offense under Art has failed miserably. Number 26 in scoring. And a poll a couple of weeks ago rated Arthur Smith as the worst play caller in the NFL. Number three. Arthur Smith sold Mr. Blank and the organization on this. He could win with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Epic fail here. Ritter was a turnover machine and one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Arthur Smith also did not allow for any competition during camp. And even refused to play Ritter in the preseason. Again, a fail. Number four. He has wasted the Falcons $33 million investment in Kyle Pitts. Six touchdowns in three seasons. Fail. Number five. Fan support has reached a new low. There were empty seats all over Mercedes Benz. Art has lost the fan base. With all of this losing we've been doing, and a lot of that has to do with his underachieving offense. The Falcons have a long history of bad hires when it comes to head coaches. Norb Hecker, DT, you don't remember him. Marion Campbell, they hired him three times. I do know him, yeah. Dan Henning, Bobby Petrino, I've got Q on the list. And now add Arthur Smith to the list of losers here in Atlanta. Make no mistake, Arthur Smith has failed us, and he needs to be shown the door Sunday evening. Who cares? The Falcons need a new head coach. Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air, keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. Daco will uh, make sure you're up and running, and you can check them out at DacoSystems.com. So there's the Big Take today. Uh, Yeah, let's continue to talk Falcons.
1: The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan.
2: 404-231-1680, the number you feel moved to come on the show. Let's talk about the Falcons and their head coaching situation. 404-231-1680, the number. Road dog's in position. He's ready to get you lined up and on the show so who would be the falcons head coaching candidates now i'm not on the search committee and i'm trusting that arthur blank has a search committee that's doing some work for him right now at this very moment and look let me just go ahead and lay it out there jim harbaugh uh not not interested in taking the falcons job bill belichick not interested in taking the falcons job mike tomlin He gets on the market, not interested in taking the Falcons job. So don't come with that. Falcons organization way too dysfunctional for a proven, successful head coach to want to come take over the Falcons organization. Steve Wilkes is a guy I'd be taking a look at. Defensive coordinator with the 49ers. Head coaching experience, that's important with me. I'm not totally into this trend of taking a young, inexperienced coach that's only been a coordinator in the league. I want to buck that trend. So Steve Wilkes is a guy I'd be taking a look at, man. Head coach out in Phoenix, head coach in Charlotte. He's got a little experience. He's been around the 49ers who are doing a lot of winning right now. He would be a guy I'd take a look at. Brian Flores is another one, defensive coordinator for the Vikings. You might remember him. So the head coach down in Miami with the Dolphins. Experience there with head coaching. Experience for like three seasons. But, you know, he's got a lawsuit against the NFL. So that might hold you back there and uh, getting him as your new head coach. The number one guy on my list for the Falcons head coaching job would be the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Munkin has head coaching experience now. was in college at Southern Miss. He's done an awesome job with the Ravens and lamar jackson totally unleashed lamar who's playing his best football looks like lamar Jackson's going to be the most valuable player he uh munkin did an awesome job at georgia back-to-back national championships working with stetson bennett he's ready for this opportunity folks and i think he would sit down and talk with arthur about this falcons job really good fit And one of the caveats for me, if I was a consultant for Mr. Blank, as it relates to Todd Munkin, is I would sell, try to sell Arthur on, look, let's keep Ryan Nielsen. Let's keep him at defensive coordinator. Let's do whatever we can to keep Ryan Nielsen as our defensive coordinator. And I think Munkin would be up to that. Coach Munkin, innovative on offense, sharp offensive mind. He could coach up a Jaden Daniels or a Michael Penix Jr. To me, this would be a home run higher. Todd Munkin. But that's just me. Lord. I mean, the Falcons, they cut loose Arthur Smith on Sunday afternoon late. You're going to hear names like Ben Johnson, 37-year-old. Lions offensive coordinator. What? You're going to hear like Frank Smith. Dirty old man. Offensive coordinator, Miami Dolphins. Guys that have no head coaching experience. That is the trend.
3: That's a big topic this morning on the on the on the locker room that I was listening to. Yeah. Yeah, the so guys are all tired over that of these tr- I'm not into that. These rookie head coaches. I'm not and- into that.
2: I don't want that. I want a guy that's been a head coach before. Yeah. Todd Munkin is the guy I'd be going after. But what do I know? How about them? Oh. 404-231-1680, the number. Scott joins us on the Buck Belus show here on The Fan. Scott, thanks for coming on, man. What's on your mind? Hey, morning, Buck. You know, you literally stole my thunder,
1: like, almost word for word. Uh, the first the first idea in my head was Todd Monken. I mean, being a big Georgia fan, uh, that's the greatest offensive uh,
2: output and explosion, especially uh, in the biggest moments that I've ever seen as a fan at 46 years old and, uh, watching Georgia football. So I can only imagine what he might do with the pieces we already have if, as you say, he's been allowed to pick that quarterback, keep the defense
3: intact, um, and keep Nielsen in the fold because, man, this is the best defense we've had in forever. So I, I think you're spot on. That would be a home run hire. Got experience, been a
2: head coach before. Uh, he's ready for the job. I think you're, you're spot on. Great call, Scott. Call anytime, man. You'll go to the front of the line. Jim joins us on the show, 680 the fan. Hello, Jim. Well, first you got to do, Buck, you got to somebody educate. Arthur Blank, Rich McKay is not your search
1: committee in your expertise at hiring people. Yeah. Hired the the two we got now, Fontenot and uh,
2: Smith. So, you know. Yeah, so you don't want him involved in this. We got to get that problem solved first. Yeah, and look, I think the uh, narrative, and we appreciate your call, man, you're making a good point. The uh, narrative is that Rich McKay is the puppet master. I don't believe that to be the case. Now, it used to be, but I don't believe that's the case in this day and time. You know, I believe Rich McKay is on to some other things. He's, he's got great contacts in the National Football League. Nobody probably with better contacts than Rich McKay across the league because of what his father did. He's been a lifelong NFL guy. Did a great job with Arthur handling MBS, handling the new stadium, taking care of that. You know, and I think there was a day in time years ago where he had a heavy hand in personnel matters and in hiring the head coaches. I don't believe that's the case anymore. So I'm not really worried about that right now. Falcons and Saints down in New Orleans on Sunday. As we wrap up the season, Falcons two and six on the road. Lousy. There's another reason to fire Arthur Smith. So let me add that to my list. Now I've got six reasons why to show him the door on Sunday. All right, coming up next, man, we're going to dive into the college football scene. We got the Natty on Monday night, and I've got the biggest key to that game I'm going to tell you about. And the uh, the dogs in the news, will run through the Georgia situation coming up, too, so stay tuned for that. Live in the 680, the fan studios in the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Belushi Show here on the fan, 680 and
4: 93.7. Spring is here and baseball is back.
5: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
2: Keeping it real on the fan, you got the Buck Blue Show here on the... 680-937, streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch the show. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. And get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver, Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. I believe K-Mac has done that, and he's very happy. And we've got a young lady in the studio, D T. Who are you hanging out with in there?
3: Oh, this is Kate. She's um new in here helping out with myself and Road Dog. We've got an intern showing, showing her the ropes. I think she's helping out with uh, Amanda Schwartz over there. So with oh, well, uh, yeah. the social media department. Kate can do it all from what I can tell. So yeah, we're in good sh- we're in good hands. Yeah,
2: and we're gonna have a uh an appearance out of Amanda coming up here in just a few minutes. Ooh, that's another tease. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh We're ramping things up here in this new year, man. Ramping it up So we try to keep it real. We'll see what's popping out there.
1: Let's find out what's popping. See what's popping. It's that
2: national championship game we got coming up on Monday night. So we're getting Michigan taking on Washington for the national championship. Are you ready for that? I am. And I've got the biggest key to the game I want to talk about right now. Will the Wolverines win the Natty, or will it be the Huskies? Well, I think this key will go a long way in deciding who celebrates the championship on Monday night. So here it is. Will the Huskies get a clean pocket for Michael Penix Jr.? Or will the Michigan defense, one of the best, if not the best defense in college football, will they be able to pressure Michael Penix Jr.? But you know what? Pressure's not enough against Penix. Now, it's enough for most quarterbacks. But Penix is one of the best in the business right now. I hope the Falcons are all over this guy looking ahead to the draft because just pressuring Penix won't get the job done you gotta get him down and I tell you what it's not been a lot of people getting Penix on the ground he's only been sacked 11 times all season 11 times in 13 games and dude they are throwing it man he's spinning it 40 times a game And he's played 13 games and been sacked 11 measly times. So here's the rub. Penix going to get a clean pocket. Texas didn't sack him once. And he threw it 38 times. Now you saw Michigan against Alabama. Tommy Reese, their offensive coordinator, did a lousy job for Alabama. I know everybody trying to blame it on Milrow, not me. I'm blaming it on Reese. They sacked Milrow six times in that national semifinal. Six times. Five in the first half, I believe it was. And Milrow had nowhere to go with the football. I mean, so many of these sacks, when Milrow went down, he was looking desperately for an open receiver. They were all running deep. With a Michigan defensive back running right alongside of him. Had nobody work in the middle of the field short to intermediate where Milrow could get rid of the football.
3: Harbaugh even mentioned that when asked about it at halftime. The I pass mean, seriously. Rest, He said, we're doing a great job covering downfield I'm as telling well.
2: you, man, there was nobody short to intermediate where Milrow could dump at all.
3: Fail by Reese,
2: coordinator at Alabama. Washington, they do a much better job of this. The Huskies have provided a scheme for Michael Penix Jr. that allows him to thrive. And Penix is a magician in the pocket. I mean, have you seen this guy? Even when he does get pressure, he can slide away from the pressure while still staying in the pocket with his eyes focused down the field. You see, a lot of these quarterbacks... They feel pressure. They're looking at the pressure. They take their eyes off the receivers and the coverage, and they start looking at the pressure. Not Penix, man. He moves. He slides. That peripheral vision that he has is God-given ability. I don't believe you can teach this. This is God-given here to Penix. So he's able to focus on down the field while he's moving in the pocket, getting away from the sack avoiding the sack, and then getting the ball out under pressure accurately. Penix is a magician in the pocket, man. So here's the biggest key, brother. Penix gonna have time to throw that football because if so, he's gonna pick Michigan apart. Plenty of weapons, multiple big-time players to get the ball to. Michigan does a great job covering up these receivers. And they get Penix on the ground? I believe it's the biggest key to this football game, and I do believe the line is still uh, four and a half. Michigan favored by four and a half in the game. So there you go. That's what I'm thinking. And man, I tell you what, I'm, <clears throat> I'm Jones and for some more college football, man. I mean, during that during that bowl run, we had bowl games every single night. Last night I had to watch the Hawks. No football to watch last night. We got some golf coming up. I'll mention that before the end of the show. But I'm sort of freaking out about that. Direct TV continuing to have a contract dispute with NBC. And I believe this first PGA Tour event's on NBC. So, yeah, I'm freaking out about that. All right, Amanda has, uh, she is in the, the studio, so we better get to the top five.
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time. Buck Baloo's Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Amanda Swartz,
2: our social media director, out of the meeting and right into the studio for the Buck Baloo show appearance today. I'm ready to go. How'd the meeting go?
4: It was long, (laughs) but productive.
2: Man, I interrupted it a couple times. You
4: needed your coffee.
2: I wanted to address the group. Scotty was giving me that look like, get out of here. You're not supposed to be in here. (laughs) So we're ready for the top five. I'm ready. ready. (laughs) Let's roll with it.
4: Okay, the first one is drop your Mount Rushmore of Georgia football.
2: Yeah, a lot of talk about this yesterday. I'm going to start. I'm going to put Road Dog Gillespie at the top of the list. Now, he didn't mention my name yesterday, but I'm going to mention his. My Mount Rushmore of Georgia football. Seriously, I'm going to go Herschel Walker. I'm going to go David Pollock. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Brock Bowers. And then I'm also going to include Vince Dooley and Irk Russell. So those are my five. Well, you know now there's only four of Georgia football. No, in my world, we're going to have five. I don't care what they did at Rushmore. So I'm going to have five. I got Herschel. I got David Pollock, Brock Bowers, Vince Dooley, and Irk Russell.
4: That sounds good to me. Okay, number two, word on the street is you have a new favorite.
2: A new fave. Uh yeah, Jalen Johnson, man, and uh, boy, he looked great last night. The Hawks' young uh, front court player, Jalen Johnson, career high twenty-eight points last night. This is the Hawks win? Johnson goes twenty-eight points, seven boards, four assists, and uh, really loving what he bringing to the table. And I loved him a year ago when we were he was just getting some spot minutes a year ago now he's when he's healthy now he's getting he's a starter he's getting uh, big time minutes for the hawks he's a big time player i can't wait to see more of jalen johnson right now he's my new fave hawks getting the win now 14 and 19 but uh look out month of january hopefully it's going to be a good one 10 of the 15 games are at home mm. yeah jalen johnson looking great man
4: all right. Number three, now that you're a social media influencer, Buck, who are you promoting next?
2: Well, look, I did help out uh, Cody Schrader, the Michigan running back, who at the time did not have a senior bowl invite. And so I addressed this on social media, and I included 680 the fans, so we were able to get the word out.
4: Yep, you helped us and out. And
2: by the end of the day, Amanda, by the end of the day, The Senior Bowl had offered up an invitation for Cody Schrader, the Michigan, the Missouri running back. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like that was all you. So, well, no, 680 was involved in this. Let's all take credit for this (laughs) one. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with a young quarterback out of Thomasville, Georgia. He went to Brookwood private school down there, uh, Raj Waldrop. Who was just recently in the elite classic uh, high school all star game here uh, over in Rome? He was the senior offensive player of the game. He's a six foot five quarterback, left hander, six foot five, set the state single game record, 698 yards passing against Deerfield. They won 59 56 in that game. So he's he's a guy that can spin it. I'm really impressed with this young man. I'm stunned that at this point in time, he does not have an offer to go play college football. Really? So, yeah, man, I'm going to take this on. We're going to find Raj a place to go spin it and win football games at the college level.
4: Where would you want him to go?
2: Now, I hope he has more success uh, with me than my oldest son, Braden, did. We came up a little short with that mm-hmm. one, but... uh Raj uh, looking like he deserves a shot to play some college football. We're going to try to help get the word out there. This guy can spin it.
4: I like it. Okay, number four. Um, Should Andy Reid play Travis Kelsey in the Chiefs' regular season finale? Yeah,
2: and what's going on is the NFL, so we're in the final week of the regular season. And these teams that have already qualified for the playoffs are going to sit their best players because they don't want them to get hurt Mm. before the playoffs. But uh, Travis Kelsey, and this has nothing to do with his girlfriend. Uh, Swift, I'm sure, is going to be at the game. Oh,
4: for sure. Yeah.
2: She's going to be at the She's game. a dedicated Taylor's going to be there, but this has nothing to do with her. Look, he is, he's like 16 yards short of a 1,000-yard receiving season for the eighth consecutive year. I understand what Reed is doing, the head coach. He doesn't want you know, a star player to get hurt before the playoffs. But I tell you what, if I was Andy Reid, I'd be in bigger pants. But uh, that said, if I was Andy Reid or or any head coach for that matter, and if if something like this was important to one of my players, then I would make sure that, that we did our best to allow him to reach that goal that he has. So I'd play him. I'd play him until he got those 16 yards, and then I'd bring him back over to the bench and, and say, you're done for the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's important to him, so let's make it happen.
4: All right, and number five, are you pleased with the Pro Bowl reveal?
2: Uh, yeah, the Falcons getting two deserving players in, so really pleased with that. This free agent safety that uh, has played so awesome for the Falcons this season. It was really uh, great to see him uh, get in the game. And then our uh, offensive guard, Lindstrom, also getting in the game, too. So that is uh, that is awesome. Great to see that happen. Uh, I like seeing the the two starting quarterbacks, too. Uh, we got Blake uh, Purdy from the 49ers getting in. He was the last guy drafted, Amanda. They had a draft. It had like, you know, 400 players drafted. Mm -hmm. He was the last guy drafted. That is crazy. And so he is the number one quarterback in the NFC. Mm -hmm. And then in the AFC, you got Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And he is the uh, number one guy in the AFC as far as the quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl go. And he breaks a 28-year drought as far as the Miami Dolphins are concerned. Uh, Marino was the last quarterback for the Dolphins to be a Pro Bowler. That was way back in 1995. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i pleased, man. I'm pleased. Me too. Thanks for helping us oh, out. Of course. Yeah, it's great to, to have help. you a part of the show. And out of that meeting, now you can really get to work.
1: Finally. <laughs> <laughs> top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
2: Yeah, man. So the, uh, the Pro Bowl, I was pretty excited to see that both of our deserving players got in DT.
3: Oh yeah, Lindstrom uh one of the highest graded guys in the league and Jesse Bates is he's had got to be one of the biggest impact free agents across the league unfortunately. And he was fantastic, what uh, do he? a 7 and 8 record but I mean, I remember a lot
2: of people saying, "Look, you don't want to go out there and pay a safety
3: this kind of money." And I I may have been one of those guys, but he has had a huge impact, not even to mention guys like Clayus Campbell, David Onumanda, but yeah, uh Jesse Bates maybe a chance to be all-pro.
2: Yeah, and it was uh you know a little sad night to to see Koo get in there. Just, Didn't just have, just have as good a season kinda, kinda as he had a little shaky there in the, the previous game, two years. We've been leaning on him way too much.
3: Still the second most <laughs> accurate kicker, I believe, in NFL history. So he's doing. It yeah, right. I mean, he's still doing a great job.
2: That was uh, disappointing. So it's now time to talk a little Georgia football. I'm game.
1: Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, 15-105. 20, get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's gonna be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame only on the fan. 680 and 937 FM
2: update a story that we had on the dogs yesterday because i was
1: freaking
2: out yesterday remember dt talking about the secondary yeah a little quiet you yeah, know it was a it was a curious move for sure that we had heard about and we had kamari lassiter moving on to the nfl and i don't blame that him was one not good he has it. played two elite seasons a cornerback for the georgia bulldogs we got malachi starks coming back he'll be a preseason all-american player at the safety spot, so there is a good thing there. Uh, we got Everett coming back at one of the cornerback spots. He played a lot of good football this season. He'll be better next season. So Starks and Everett back yesterday freaking out because well, Tyke Smith was gone. Javon Bullard leaving. and we had this story about uh, Humphrey jumping in the transfer portal. But uh, an update to that story, apparently Humphrey had a change of heart at the last minute and he is not going to transfer. And I was uh, interested to see, I always want to, you know, I'm one of those why guys. I need to know why. I'm just, you know, that's the way I'm programmed. I need to, whatever it is, I want to ask the question why. So I'm wondering why. Humphrey, who got a lot of quality playing time this year as a freshman, why he'd want to transfer outside the program? Well, I, I see. I saw a uh, a comment from Humphrey. Basically, he was he was saying that he was uh, considering leaving Georgia for uh, mo money for the mo money thing.
3: More money, more problems, Buck. We all know that. You know,
2: we're talking NIL now. Name, image, and likeness. I wish they had had that a few years ago when I was playing.
3: You'd have been all right. I'm but telling Kirby, you. Kirby's big mess has been, how about the NFL money, not the NIL money? Isn't yeah, it, shouldn't well, that, they shouldn't they that be the most are, important Money's money, money, brother. He's saying, but I think that's ultimately what Julian Humphrey realized, that this is the best place for me to be in terms of development, obviously a chance to win some games, and get ready for the next level, which is the ultimate goal for most of these guys. Well, games. I
2: think he he did exactly what, I would, uh, what I've would, what i done through the years. When there's a big decision to be made, in my life, I always prayed about it. And that's uh, apparently what what he did. Humphrey prayed about it and was led to stay at Georgia. Now, I don't know, Kirby may have upped that NIL deal that they had. I'm not sure about that. They keep a lot of that under wraps. But uh, I'm not I'm not freaking out today about next season and the Georgia Bulldogs secondary. I think they're going to be okay. You got K.J. Bolden. Is uh, George able to actually uh, go into a high school where they never have been able to get a big-time player out of? And get K.J. Bolden to flip. So Bolden and Starks. Ellis Robinson was the number one rated cornerback in this current recruiting class. Just going to go out on a limb and expect him to be able to get out there and play a little bit. I'm sure Kirby and and Muschamp. Schumann, they're scouring the transfer portal looking for a veteran corner they can bring in compete for the job. So I feel a lot better. Now that uh, Humphrey has decided to stay. Also wanted to mention, too, uh, we, we talked about during the top five, the Senior Bowl, the, uh, after the national championship game will be uh, another one of these college games, college all-star game that we'll be focused on and talking about a little bit. And I wanted to mention the Georgia Bulldogs that are currently going to the Senior Bowl. You got Tyke Smith, just mentioned him, who played a lot of good football at that star position. For Georgia. So Tyke gonna be in mobile, showing off in front of the NFL Scouts. Uh, Cedric Van Pran, one of my faves that has been leading the way as a captain and center for the Georgia Bulldog program, said is it's gonna be a high draft pick. He's gonna find him a good organization and play some NFL football. Got Marcus Roseme, Jack Saint. I don't know how they're gonna fit all that on the back of his jersey. But they're going to try. I guess the uh, the script will have to be—you got to minimize that a little bit to try to get all that on the back of his jersey. And you got
1: Lad McConkey,
2: who I'm working on to come on the show, doing an in-run to get him on. We'll see how that works out. But that's, that's the him. guy I was talking about earlier in the show. Lad uh, going pro, as they say, and. And there's one more. Uh, Road dog. you want to take a guess at who the other one is? Heading down to the senior bowl, I got Tyke Smith. We got Cedric Van Pran, We got Marcus Roseme. Jack Saint. We got Ladd McConkie. Is Brock going? No, Brock's not going to go. I guess because you're an automatic top ten pick, and he's coming off that ankle injury probably being advised not to go to the Senior Bowl. So, at this point, Brock Bowers won't be in Mobile. Well,
1: we've seen those ones go down there and not play in the game, just meet with the teams yeah, and kind of get that, that uh, feel for the interviews that they're going to be
2: uh, going through. Road dog, I know you're one of the biggest Georgia football fans out there, but I'm going to tell you, I could... If I had a a three- or four-hour show like some of these other people at 680 The Fan, I could give you the entire three or four hours, and you would not come up with the name of the fifth Georgia Bulldog going to the Senior Bowl. Lay it on me. William Moat. DT, you ever heard of Moat? Was that the long
3: snapper? Exactly. Boom. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Don't forget about the hey, long. They, snapper. For real though, those guys, those guys I mean, are really yeah. hey, important. There's a place for the long snapper. You, you, you don't care about having a long snapper until you don't have one, and
2: yeah, then exactly. you realize, oh yeah, you're up, you're up the creek without a paddle, as they used to say in South Georgia growing up. All right, coming back on the other side, we're going to dive into this Braves news, and in the final word. Got one of those uh, bucket list dreams that I want to check off at some point in time. I'll tell you about that, too. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
5: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
2: Good job, D.T. Mm. I meant to mention that. We're the exclusive home of the college football national championship game coming up on Monday night. You're out and about. Not in front of the TV. Then count on 680, the college football voice of the South to bring you through on Monday night.
3: You had Washington and Michigan in the national championship at the beginning of the year, right, Buck? No, I didn't have them. (laughs)
2: I sure didn't, but I'm excited to see the game on Monday night. We'll pick it on Monday. I
3: was just about to think, yeah, we need a prediction for, him for the weekend, but yeah, we're going to be yeah, here we'll on Monday some talking NFL about that.
2: Picks coming up tomorrow on the show.
3: Took a step back uh, last week. I was one
2: and two after a red-hot couple of months. Thank you, Buck. One and two. Didn't pick the Georgia game. Should have, though. I think they covered, yeah. Yeah, my goodness. Sixty three to three? <laughs> they weren't favored by sixty one, were they?
3: Everyone was talking about the twenty one twenty points. It went from, you know, seventeen all the way up to twenty. Everybody's like, Oh my goodness, the largest line ever in the orange bowl and Yeah, I saw Mad Dog Russo
2: yesterday on on that show he's on. Uh, just uh, giving it Florida State the business, man.
3: Talk about piling on. I see Mark, Mark, uh, Mike Norvell after the game, kind of holding, getting a little emotional, but talking about proud of the guys who did show up and battle. And it was just an unfortunate yeah, circumstance. Spot it, was just, in, it was. It was. It's just everything. You know,
2: I think it's the difference, though, when you got like Kirby and Georgia. They're building through high school football players. They come to Georgia. They develop. They develop uh, tight chemistry. There's some loyalty with that. And Florida State using that transfer portal. Now, not as as much as Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin's using it. But when you're bringing in guys from other colleges and they're there for one year or less than one year, there's not as much loyalty or team chemistry. And that showed up big time in the Orange Bowl. Let's talk a little Braves baseball before I run out of time. The Braves,
1: it's time to go shopping.
2: Yeah, so the news coming down during the show here. The Braves have signed Chris Sale to an extension. And, you know, when the news came down about the Braves making this trade, Vaughn Grissom to the Red Sox, Red Sox sending Chris Sale to the Braves. I love the deal. Loved it. But I was a little suspicious of the fact that the Braves were having the Red Sox pay most of the money that was left on sales deal and there was only one year left on the deal just made me a little suspicious but this makes me feel better that the Braves and Anthopolis had faith and confidence in Chris Sale that has had some injury problems enough faith and confidence in where he's at physically right now to sign him to a two-year extension with a club option and so what's going to happen this year? The Red Sox are going to pay most of that uh, money this year that he's owed. The Braves are going to pay him $16 million this season, $22 million in 2025. And then the club option in 26 is for $18 million. And I tell you what, that's good enough for Anthopolis. It's good enough for me. In fact, Anthopolis was on the Chuck and Chernoff show earlier this week. And those boys asked him about the Chris Sale trade.
3: We have been talking to Boston on and off um, about him. But look, Vaughn Grissom's not someone we were comfortable trading and wasn't easy to do. And look, we tried to, you know, can they give you two players that aren't as good or three players that aren't as good? And, you know, that clearly wasn't going to happen. And then, Ultimately, uh, there was going to have to be some financial implications, right? But look, we knew we had two years of club control with Chris, and that's big for us. It's exciting about all the young arms that we have. The same part of the appeal of Charlie Morton, beyond what he can do is everything else he brings.
2: Yeah, good having Alex on the station. Maybe one day we can get him on the Blue Show. And here's my uh, my hope, and I'm I'm certain the Braves are on top of this. I'm hoping that Sale, who's 34 years old, He's had some injury problems. That they can conserve sale during the regular season. Limit his innings. Let Smith Shaver, one of those young Bucks, pick up, eat up some of those innings for sale. Let's see Hurston Waldrop, the number one pick out of the Florida Gator program. That's got some filthy stuff. Has already made his way up to AAA, completing last season his first season in the Braves organization. So you let Smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop and maybe even Ronaldo Lopez, who we signed to a three-year contract out of the Angels, who we've got targeted for the bullpen, but he's a guy that's been in the rotation with the White Sox. So allow those three guys to eat up some of the regular season innings and allow Chris Sale to be on top of his game when the Braves reach the postseason when we face the Phillies at the Dodgers, that we got Spencer Strider and Max Freed and Charlie Morton and Chris Sale ready to take the ball. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. Because I tell you, Sale, when he's healthy, you've seen it. Four-seam fastball, mid-90s. Filthy, nasty slider. Mixes in that circle change and has a sinker. He's got that filthy sidearm delivery. He would be filthy. Pitching to Bryce Harper, I'm just saying. Maybe one would get away from him on the inside part of the plate, I'm just saying. So another good move by the Atlanta Braves. Thank goodness for the Atlanta Braves in this town. We've got a professional team, a professional organization that we can count on. Loving it. By the way, we're the home of the Braves, so I'm proud to say that. Let's get to the final word.
1: Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, we got the
2: PGA Tour season opening event. I just love the season opening event. The Tournament of Champions in Kapalua. That's Maui over in Hawaii, Maui. And this is a bucket list for me. And I've fallen in love with Kapalua in this plantation course. With the elevated, spectacular ocean views of Kapalua Bay. Built along the side of the West Maui Mountains. Man, i tell you what, that has got to be one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And me, a golf lover, this is a destination for me. This is a bucket list thing for me. And the uh, 39 winners on the PGA Tour, minus Rory and Rom. Rom has joined the Live Tour, so he's out. Rory's just going to stay at home. He's not going to make the trip over. You'll see Scheffler and Spieth and Hoblin and all these great players on the PGA Tour teeing it up. Loving it, man. I got to make it over there. DT, uh, I looked it up. It's, it's only $400 green fee to get on the course.
3: You can handle that, yeah. Let's make well, if happen. you're going
2: to go, I've never been to Hawaii, and my lovely, wonderful wife, Kelly, has always wanted to go to Hawaii. Go visit Chad. Yeah, we got uh, Chad over there that can. Show us around. And I tell you, Chad's a golfer, too. When we make it over to Hawaii, Kelly and I, I'm going to pick up the green fee for Chad, and we're going to play the plantation course at Kafalua. Knock it off the old bucket list. Loving it, man. There you go. Loving it. And I am freaking out because right now we got DirecTV, and they've got a contract dispute going on with NBC.
3: So how do I get Peacock? I need to get that figured out. I think you can get that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it off you there. You get the
2: app and yeah. then just do the week free trial or whatever. Uh, free they, trial, yeah. Huh? Do the free trial and then yes, cancel sir. it uh,
3: after the tournament. Okay, so I'm
1: not freaking out.
2: It's gonna do it for my show today. I hope you'll be with us tomorrow. We'll do it again. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for those guys here on the fan. Thank you, both.